Welcome to the Danimal's Cage. I'm your host, as always, the mighty Danimal, Dan Martins. My guest today, I've had on the show before, but now we're, do we're going from in-studio with two of them to doing it on Zoom with three of them. We got Sam, Drew, and the missing link, Mr. Gabe Corindia from Killer Virgins. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? <laughs> doing good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing doing well it's a beautiful beautiful day probably it is. Go, i'll probably go for a walk later and then probably, hopefully, I'm going to ho too. hopefully not freeze to death because it's still considerably today so i think you're in the clear yeah that's true it's minus seven instead of minus 14 i know uh, it's just so warm doesn't it a whole yeah. minus seven toasty what? Well, you guys, you guys are all in Toronto, right? Like yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Aurora, so that's like oh, north, that's true. north of you guys. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, still live, still living up here. I had a place in Oshawa for a little bit, but then I moved home when COVID started. Fair, yeah. I know a lot of people did. Yeah. So we've got a lot to discuss today because I have been looking forward to chatting with you, with all three of you, for quite a while because I know you guys have a new single out, and it it is called Banana. I wish I could say this while I was eating a banana, but nah, I don't, I don't have any bananas. I know. I, I keep saying, I wish I had a whole bundle. I could just keep them all right here on the desk, fill my whole you frame. You need to buy plastic banana. bananas. We learned this during the shoot. We learned what? During the shoot, we learned that you can keep a banana for about four hours. <laughs> what, without with dropping it repeatedly? As a prop. As a prof. <laughs> All right. So with this song, and Sam, I know I'm kind of behind the curve here because you did a, a Instagram live the other night at the yeah. time of recording this. And you pretty much just kind of, I was going to message you after. It's like, you pretty much just covered everything that I was going to ask you guys. But I guess for my listeners, what is Banana about? Well, see, that's the question, isn't it? Um well, it's, I mean, you know, there's uh, Dan. I'm interested to hear what's what's your take on banana. What what's um what's the primal feeling you take away? Well, on? well, Sam, I'm glad you asked. We could go one of two ways with this. We could go be, but when I first heard it, it's I I thought it was about like wanting your banana, like the phallic, like the phallic banana. Finally. <laughs> Naughty. Naughty. Someone <laughs> Get your it. mind out of the gutter, Dan. <laughs> okay, Drew and Three Gabe. Three weeks we've been running this single. Okay. Nobody's the, had the guts. Okay, this listen. This is a radio-friendly tune, Dan. Be, okay, be, Drew and Gabe have known me for a long time, and they know my sense of humor quite well. <laughs> it, li it lines up Drew. almost perfectly with theirs. It's, it's, it, he, he does have a good point about that. He's pretty accurate in that statement. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I hung I hung out with you guys a fair bit on campus, so we have we have very similar senses of humor. I but mean, I guess hanging out with me on campus was a lot of just taking responses while I ran past you. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, he's he's also kind of right. But yes, that is kind of what banana has. Uh, upon first listen, that is what I got out of it. Well, I mean, I, that, that's, that's certainly that's an my angle. interpretation. <laughs> One could think that way. One might think that way. I mean, no. isn't that, that's the great thing about music. It's open to interpretation. Yes. 
Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to a song and it, I think it's about one thing and then it's about a completely different thing. Listening well, just to like, uh, listening you know, to Rihanna, sh let's just say, um, similar to Rihanna's Shut Up and Drive, it's not, you know, just a song about driving. Okay. <laughs> I cut, yeah, I kind of get where, get where you're going with that. So how long did it take you guys to kind of write that song? I, I guess this is just a question because now I have all three of you. What is your typical creative process like in writing a song? <laughs> Sam, do you get the idea and then you bring it to the other guys or how does yeah, it work? Yeah, usually like we have a bit of a unique way of working because like my mind is very much like I will like hyper focus on an idea until it's done basically. So for this one, I was out at a bar and I heard someone say, I want your banana. Just like, well, they were just like passing by and it was like, boom, like the whole chorus just zaffed into my head. And I was like, Oh my God. And I started like humming the tune. I already had the tune I had. So I'm just like writing it down. I'm like making my little voice recordings. And like for something like this, like I just made a demo on my phone. Like I just use like the GarageBand app and I make yeah. a demo. And then I basically just send it to the guys, you know, with some kind of message like, oh my God, guys, new song. Ah! And <laughs> I showed it to them. As and frantic then, as that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <Yep. right. laughs> and, uh, and Gabe added in the section into the middle and then put in the drums and then Drew put in that like awesome bass line. And then we just started recording it uh, with our producer Wyatt Dusam over at, uh, at Nortown. And uh, now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And you, Why and I you took a 10-hour day to dial in my bass tone? <laughs> Jesus, no. man. 10 yeah. hours? It, it, it was a rough... The bass recording day was rough. And if I don't <laughs> put it on the internet in writing, Wyatt will destroy <laughs> me. So Wyatt spent 10 hours making me happy. And he unbelievably succeeded. Does definitely it, succeeded for does, sure. it, does it typically take 10 hours to make drew very happy with uh, bass sounds? yeah actually yes okay now what about get what about gabe with drum sounds how long does that take uh well problem is is usually when it comes to recording i've got like my own uh midi setup so i'll like kind of hammering the drum part for myself at home and then as soon as i go to my drum set which i have set up at our uh practice space usually that's uh, a process of like me sitting down and just going like drum by drum like okay snare <laughs> i probably need to tune that and then each tom i gotta tune in place and then i gotta move everything around and stuff like that and uh, we did have one time when we were recording the song that i had to completely untune and then retune my snare and then fix the snares and then completely untune it again and then retune it all over again because the joy of recording like, yep. like the, the very buddy rich thing where you yep. never find a snare tone you like until you find the one that's like you know what fine whatever it's good it's good enough it's fine i'm not doing it again yeah oh oh dude trust me i know all about that I remember one time a couple of years ago, I was recording with my old band and we, I think it took us like probably six and a half hours just to do drums because I was like constantly retuning and like taking off all, all the, like taking out the screws and everything and then just trying on new heads. And 
six and a half hours later, we finally got something that, that we wanted. But now it's like six and a half hours later. It's like, okay, let's get started recording. Wait, damn, guys, it's like 10 o'clock at night. We're going to have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> you, your day was eight and a half hours at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and about six of that was set up because you nailed out uh, your track in under 20 takes. Yeah, it was pretty fast. And Drew and I were just like sitting watching Gabe, just kind of like cheering him on the whole time. Like, Drunkenly awesome. screaming, ruining takes. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> All the normal uh, band antics. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's funny you mention that, like, uh, <laughs> about me, how particular I am with drum tones. Because honestly, at the end of it, I think the one thing that bothered, that uh, we couldn't agree on the most, the one that I was most particular about, is guitar tone is actually the one that I am never satisfied with. Yeah. I am yeah. never <laughs> satisfied with guitar yeah, tone. Yeah, you fought tooth and nail for guitar tone through the entire mix. Yeah. Which was for the best. Guitar tone is, like, one of those things, I eh? like, like, really can make or break and we went through so many iterations of just going back and forth and then our mastering engineer also tommy ray he had a bunch of opinions too and came in with some other stuff we kept kind of changing the volume changing the mix like and it's like this crazy process when you come to the end of it i'm like i am so happy with the way that guitar tone turned out and like for me it's like i can i think very like big picture so I have this like feeling and an idea of like what it should feel and sound like toward right. the end. Yeah, and I feel sure. like, you know, just through like a lot of just stirring that pot and figuring it out, all the ingredients in, yeah. the, in the guitar tone stew. Mm -hmm. But uh, so, yeah, we definitely got there. So eventually then, we did. So, so Gabe, Gabe's day took a lot of time. Drew's day took a lot of time. What about for what about for your voice, Sam? Oh man! Oh, uh, vocal uh, vocals was less of a day and more of a two day. day. No, no, it was uh, more of like a um, four <laughs> or five month long project. Oh no! So, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you said it because <laughs> I wasn't going to say it for you. But it wasn't because of like not being able to like get the notes or whatever. It was about the feeling, like when we were recording Banana, it was all during the first part of quarantine stuff right right and i was going through a lot of depression stuff i know a lot of people were and probably mm -hmm. continue to be going through that um and i knew that banana was i knew i wanted it to have that like really happy like just fun vibe to it but every time i would go into my recording booth to lay down the vocals i would listen back and it would just sound so depressing and i was like this isn't it it's not right and i just kind of had this feeling i was like it's not the right time yet it's still like it's not right and i kept like trying again and i would still be like something's not right here and then i was uh working with uh my vocal coach uh lorraine lawson uh, and we were doing this lesson where we were talking about ways to structure a song. And that night, I was so suddenly inspired by what I'd learned. And I had just started to feel really hopeful again about everything. Like, I love learning. And so, like, this really just sparked something in my brain. I was like, now is the time. I went and I recorded the whole thing in, like, maybe under an hour. I just got it all out. I listened back and I knew right away. I was like, that's it. Now we have it. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Now, it's so cool too that you mentioned 
that Tommy was involved in this. You got Drew playing bass, Gabe playing drums, Wyatt produced it, Tommy yeah. mastered it. This, <laughs> so, this band, literally with the exception of Sam, has my app written all over it. And, well, and, me. And, and Gabe met Sam through Fan, right? the director of the program. So it all really? kind of does yeah. come back to my app. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day. And that remembers me interviewing you guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all complete. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything all comes together. There you go. Now, another thing that I noticed while watching your Instagram live the other night was the video shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you, sounds like you guys had a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> oh, oh, did yeah, we ever. Was- it was crazy. It was like, I think it's still like one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of crazy stuff like as an yeah. actor too, but it's, it's different when it's your own project. It, it hits differently. And it was something that like, we'd been wanting to make a music video for a long time, but we'd always kind of gotten to this place where we're like, oh, we don't want to make a music video if it's just like, just to make a music video right right we wanted to like if we were going to take the time and and spend the money to do a music video we wanted it to be something that meant something to us something where we were going to have like a lot of fun uh and the way it all just came together and me being able to produce content for the first time it was like crazy and then and then how long did you guys spend like planning and executing the video the planning was like about two months before we ended up doing it and right away as soon as we were like kind of spitballing ideas for what we were going to do for the video uh it came up right away the idea of working with brendan shipman as our director um i met him another 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 more (laughs) college alumni yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah, I think I, I think I, I know Brendan. I think I've met him before. Yeah, he, he, he was in the film program, and he's since um, I, when we were spitballing ideas for the everything, he was sort of the name I threw out there because he's been doing consistent good work since, and turns out he's still the guy for the job. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was awesome, and we knew right away we wanted to work with him. I just remember all of us just kind of looked at each other, and we were like should we just call him? Should <laughs> we just cold call him right now? And you're just like, yeah, let's do it. I got him on the phone and we're like, hey, so um, we're working on this music video. Uh, you want to direct it? And he was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and he just came over and we all brainstorming. Like, like, you know, fast forward an hour later and we're all just like sitting there at the table, like writing out ideas. We're like making the shot list. It, it just all started just snowballing so fast. It was like so exciting. And That's for great. like, uh, for like myself, for myself at least, I had worked with I'd worked with Brendan in the past, but it was more so like I was composing for one of his for one of his projects. So to have him like sit down and him asking like, okay, what's your idea for this then? And I'm just, obviously I'm just sitting there blanking, but thankfully like you know this being Brendan, him being professional and having done this before, he's like, okay, so let's break this down. So we're gonna need a shot list. We're gonna need to like think figure out exactly how we're gonna get these. What exactly are the themes that you guys want to portray here? and all I could think to myself is like I just wanted to involve Toronto and and for that to be a joke it's just one massive it's just one massive joke with our friends and that was the thing is like we wanted like whatever we did to like, at the end of the day just be like a ton of fun to work on it together like we just really wanted it to be an experience we wanted to enjoy making it we wanted it to be something that like 
kind of helps communicate ideas that you've always held as being important to the band, which is that idea of like, we don't take anything like super seriously. Like we want to have as much fun as our fans are having, like watching the content, watching us perform, like all of that. And it was, it was a blast. Honestly, it was great. Yeah, it, it sure looked like it. And I think you told a funny story about what happened with your dad, Sam. Oh my God. Oh, we got to go over no. this, don't we? This is One of just many banana stories. Your, your dad was the real MVP for this. He was, order, the too. banana MVP. Oh so um, basically, uh, my dad has, he's, he's allergic to a few things everything dude well a few things (laughs) interestingly enough he my dad was in a punk band in new york city in the 80s and his band was called allergic (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) yeah that's what did he what did he he play in the band he played bass and did vocals oh nice yeah so anyway so one of the many things my dad is allergic to are bananas uh, like anaphylactic shock. Like, oh shit! Die. <laughs> Somehow this so, didn't come up <laughs> once. Okay, okay, never in the whole Let, process. As uh, as as someone with an anaphylactic allergy, I can attest that. Like, I I do feel sorry for. Like, I sympathize with your dad. Yeah. So yeah, basically, what happened was we were uh, we'd all gotten up at the crack of dawn Saturday morning to do our first day of the shoot. We had our street permits. We were outside of supermarket. We were ready to start shooting that first shot where you see the banana man like run out of supermarket. Banana banana. Uh, the banana banana holding <laughs> the bananas running from the gorilla. We had this idea of doing it outside supermarket because not only is supermarket this like really iconic venue with the yeah. shopping cart outside of it, but we also like the idea that it, you know, to someone who maybe isn't from Toronto, it would just look like it's a supermarket. So mm-hmm. it would make sense. That's where he got the bananas. So anyway, we're just setting up. And then I look to Gabe and Drew and I say, okay, let's go get the bananas. And they look back at me and they're like, we thought you had the bananas. And I did not have the bananas. No. And we realized that we were missing the integral prop for this shot. And I've spoken to some friends of mine that produces stuff. And whenever I tell them this story, they're like, yup, something always goes wrong on the first day. There's always something. (laughs) And, um, we realized that the bananas were still back at um, at Drew's house, which is like where our studio house is. Mm-hmm. And um, we were not able to go get it, but uh, we realized that my dad might be able to go and get it, except for the fact that my dad is deathly allergic to bananas. So she didn't tell us till after he'd left. So I'm on the phone and I'm just like, Dad, <laughs> we need you to save our asses right now. And um, yeah, no, he uh, he did it, and he just grabbed him, threw him in the trunk of the car with minimal bruising, and then oh. drove back. And um, he was he was our hero for oh, sure. Oh man, 
It was uh, very heroic what he did. So, so it's his allergy. Like, if even if he like touch, like to the touch, like touching is is fine because he's gotten bananas at the supermarket. If like you know, my mom okay. wanted bananas, he just he can't really. If they're really ripe, it's when it becomes a problem. Or if he tries to eat it, smelling it, eating it, that's where the problem is. So I have a feeling he just kind of grabbed it and like chopped it in a bag as fast as possible, just like yeah. pulled it out from his body, like <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I would just, I'm just really glad you guys didn't do a song about like elephants or anything like that. Because <laughs> as someone with a peanut allergy, it's like, mm, oh, oh yeah, oh I see. No, yeah. I was just picturing like stuffing elephants in the trunk of a car, and I was like, that would not work. <laughs> that absolutely, you would need like a whole other like five or six permits for that. Yeah, yeah, but that so. would be yeah, that would be more. the music video. You wouldn't have to do a B or C shot. That's, <laughs> you're done. You're done. Just get elephants. Elephant put, and try to put it in the trunk of a car. Yeah, that's the video. Well, well, I know for a fact that Tame Impala has a song called Elephant. So I think they got bat. Oh yeah. I yeah. think Kevin Parker got bat thing down pat. Awesome. Do you guys have any other funny stories from that video shoot? Like, what's what's something that apart from a banana thing with Sam's dad? What is something else that stands out to you? From that, from that video shoot. You guys tell one. What, what do you got? Um. Oh God. <laughs> hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the day, but a lot of it was a manic haze, you know. <laughs> not and not in like the bad sense of like it being manic, more so just the fact that like we, oh. especially in the studio, we were all just so happy that day of finally getting the music video I, done. Yeah, that was honestly like I, the best part for me. Was just I do remember like, distinctly getting. Were. I do remember distinctly getting called in to make you laugh at one point and succeeding. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So there was, when we were in the studio, we were doing this, I think we were doing some close up shots of me or something with the, in our, in our wiggles outfits. Cause that was something that we were like, that I had so clearly in my mind was like, I love satirizing stuff. And I just yeah. love this idea of like, Imagine if we are the Wiggles and we're singing this song. It's like, <laughs> you know, probably not really for children, but you know, there's nothing in the song that would say it can't be for children. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so we were doing that. We were shooting some close up stuff of me. And I think I was feeling like really stressed out or something. And then I just called out, I was like, Drew, get over here. And he's like, what? That was like, I need you to make me laugh. And this is like a thing that sometimes Drew will do. Like he knows that like he can like just look at me and I'll just burst out laughing. It's like this magic <laughs> power Drew has. Yep. Anyway, Drew, you tell the rest. Uh, well, my eye contact is very powerful. That's why I tend to avoid it. <laughs> And uh, I remember kicking in the door to the studio space and screaming. Uh, <laughs> I remember threatening you with the Caillou theme song. Dead. Oh <laughs> my god! You? Would you like I'm to explain? For each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm Caillou. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of became like a that kind of became an inside theme for that entire day. So whenever we I've need been to on make about Caillou for a few months, 
Yeah. Because well, Caillou just, each day he grows some more, Dan. Each day. Each he's going to take over the city. Oh, God. If Caillou continues growing all. at his current rate, he will outsize the Statue of Liberty by age 12. We are in danger. <laughs> oh, man. See, I haven't gotten to do that one in a while. I'm see, happy. this is why I love interviewing you guys, because... You talk about Drew making Sam laugh. Well, all three of you guys are making me laugh. There you go. <laughs> the Caillou Zone has, uh, has magical properties. I can't believe I oh. just, like, remembered it mostly from memory. It's the, in there now forever. It's in there deep. It will never leave. And it the, lives there rent-free. And the way Drew just sang it, it sounds like it could be, like, nightmare fuel. <laughs> oh, wait, all right, it's nightmare fuel. I have sung it in every tone possible. That, that <laughs> one's my favorite. Like just Im- just imagine a recording of the Caillou theme song like in a minor key. That sounds yeah. like something oh out my of, god! Something out of that would sound like something out of like a Ooh. Tim Burton movie. It's a horrible. It's a horrifying thought. Yeah, actually, a decently well written song. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It kind of is. It's got chords. It's I mean, it's in your head, isn't place. it? <laughs> it's gonna be in my head. After and now it is. <laughs> Caillou in a minor key. Oh, you can't Watch out for Killer it. Virgin's new single, the Caillou oh, no. song in a minor key. You guys, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, the original. Oh my god. <laughs> I totally derailed it again. It's all good. It's all good, Drew. So, with, also with with regards to this video, I'm sure COVID probably messed up a lot of things up too. Like, oh man, and we were it. we were so lucky that we were able to make this music video because we'd been planning for several months. Like, we had been back in like I don't remember what the phase was called when we were around November, but it was to the point where everyone was like, okay, like if we socially distant, we wear masks. Like everybody's you know doing temperature checks as long as everyone's you know, fine, then we can find ways to work safely. And I mean, like the Toronto film industry is still going, like even now it's still going. So there are ways to do it safely. So we were like, you know, as long as we're using similar protocols, we didn't anticipate that we'd have any problem. And then as I was with Max Morin, who actually plays the grapes, he he plays grape person in our (laughs) video. Specifically. Grape person. Very, very specific. So we were out getting our rental van, me and him and Brendan. And I get a text, uh, not a text, I get a phone call from my mom. And I was like, that's weird. Why is my mom calling? I was like, hang on, guys, let me pick it up. And my mom says to me, you guys must have a horseshoe up your ass. <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, you guys are so lucky. They just announced the new COVID protocols. We're going back into lockdown starting Monday. We had scheduled the shoot for Saturday, Sunday. Oh, no way. We just barely squeaked by. We were still able to rent all the stuff we needed to and do everything and do the safety and stuff. And our producer, um, Wyatt, he also played the gorilla in the video. He was in charge of all the safety protocol stuff. So we had like, you know, sheets with all the like check off if you have any symptoms and we did temperature checks and everyone's wearing masks in between the shots and stuff. But he did such a good job making sure everyone felt really safe and comfortable so that we could uh, work and, uh, you know, do what we needed to do. That's and awesome. It's, and you it's, got- it's, uh, fu- it's funny you mentioned that because that wasn't that 
even of that being lucky, the even luckier part was on that weekend, we had booked uh, specifically Saturday was the day that we have uh, we have all the street shooting, right? So that's where we were outside. We were shooting at Sneaky D's. We were shooting at the... Um, at Bovine Sex Club and everything like that, yeah. and uh, supermarket. And specifically, that day, that Saturday, was like relatively nice, but we kept thinking like, oh, it might rain or it might snow because it was an overcast. It had been forecasted all week that it was going to rain that day. Yeah. I oh, just remember wow. looking to the heavens and being like, please, please don't rain on Saturday. When, and when, then we woke when up was, on Saturday. When was this? Like, yeah. what, Was this like in the fall or... Yeah, yeah, it was November. November. Oh, okay. yeah. November. Yeah. It. Yeah. It, it was uh, funny because that Saturday, it didn't rain. It was a perfect day. But the following day, when we had our day in the studio, it snowed all day. Oh, like, no. Blizzard. Like, it was wild. But we were all safe and sound in the studio. It couldn't have worked out better. Like, we got so lucky. A lot we of lucky in a hundred ways. Really lucky. Real well, sign from the universe. Yes. Well, it sounds to me like you guys dodged a bullet better. Totally, five. Totally. Or, or five or maybe even ten. several <laughs> many many bullets we were matrixing yeah. all dodging all the bullets so i gotta kind of ask you guys now how have you all just kind of dealt with the whole pandemic you guys are hopefully like healthy you guys haven't tested positive at any point have you no nope. we've nope. yeah all of us i think have all been safe throughout all of this and and drew and gabe are essential workers too oh wow yeah, I, I, I'm still doing retail contracting, and Gabe is LCBO. So it's kind of, you know, there are protocols in place, and you we can do this safely, but, you know, it's it's hard to start anything when you know that things probably should stop, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, well, Drew and Gabe, you both... You help people. Well, Gabe especially helps people because I'm sure a lot of people need a lot of alcohol during all of this. Yes. <laughs> Gabe does. I rearrange cosmetic shelves. It's <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? That's that's still something. People no, need their not. makeup. No. And it's been weird too because like I work in the voice industry and that has kept going pretty much consistently through all of this. So it's been a very like kind of unique experience with um, how our how the members of our band have like responded and been living through this pandemic. Yeah. We've had very different experiences with it. Like I know for me as a voice actor, um, the first time that I went into a studio to start recording again for a show I was working on, I had the worst panic attack like a couple nights before because just because we'd been shut down for so long. Everyone mm -hmm. had just been like in that mode of like, okay, we're safe, we're in our houses. Then I got the call that the show was starting up and, and I should have been so excited and I was. But then it was like this panic attack just hit me so hard of like, oh my God, I have to go out into the world. Oh my God, what's it going to be like? Yeah. And like, I was so relieved, like people are taking it so seriously with keeping everyone safe. And like, they send you this big email with all the list of everything that they're disinfecting and how you have to like, wait a certain amount of time for the air to settle between people coming in and out. Like, yeah. it was very weird because I was working on a show that when we had started it, we were doing as group records. So several people would be in the studio at the same time. We're all like feeding off of each other's energy. It was so fun. And then this, you know, during COVID recording, it was totally different. I walked up into the studio, into the waiting room that usually is like a buzz with all the people that are about to go in together, silent. Mm -hmm. 
no one there. All the sitting areas like all marked off with tape. There's only one little spot you can sit, one script that's set out for you. And it was like such this, it felt like a ghost town. It was so weird, but like everything, like you get used to it, right? And it's like, I have so much respect for the people that have been able to keep all that stuff going and maintain safety and keep everyone feeling secure and comfortable. Like it takes a village. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to wrap this interview up right now. So before I let you guys go, what is on the horizon for you guys? You've put out this like video. What is, are you guys going to be recording again soon? Cause do I know. It again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> got, got to just, just got to keep doing it again. We're trying to, um, once it's safe to, we're going to start working on, uh, on our new single, which is a uh, hush hush at the moment, but, uh, I'm sure you guys will hear about it eventually. And, uh, and we're and also working on, uh, on a charity show right now. So stay tuned for that as well. We're going to be doing a, a little set to support some venues in Toronto. And that's actually, it's amazing because it really falls in line with what we wanted to make people aware of with this video is we wanted to shoot it in a way that like really incorporated these Toronto venues into the video and try to bring people's awareness to how important it is to preserve these like, you know, historic iconic spaces where, you know, our music scene lives. Um, we created a resource on our website where people can go on killervirgins.com. Uh, we have a whole uh, list of ways people can support venues in Toronto and also how people can support the live music industry in Canada, the US, the UK, places people can donate to, uh, hashtags they can use. There's one that's um, gotten uh, a lot of support the last little while. It's called um, is it hashtag for the love of live. Uh, so if any of you guys watching this have any great memories of like being out at venues, having a great time seeing bands, post your pictures, use the hashtag for the love of live, maybe tag us too. We'll share some of ours as well and um, try to do everything we can to, uh, awesome. to keep these places kicking. Awesome. Sam, Drew, Gabe, thank you guys so much for hanging out. This Thanks is, for having us. Sam. It's always, yeah. always a pleasure guys. When you got new music coming, give me a shout. Definitely. We'll do buddy. Definitely. All right. This has been the Danimals cage. I've been Dan Martins. This has been killer virgins. We'll see you guys another time.